Welcome back to another episode of Inside SFPS. My name is Cody Donarski, Public Information Officer with Santa Fe Public Schools. And today I am joined with a very special guest. Today, our guest is Superintendent Larry Chavez. Superintendent, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you. I don't know about special, but I'm here uh, to participate in your podcast once again. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you again for joining me. You're our first reoccurring guest. Um, first time I had you on, we were talking about the crazy January we had. We just came back from break and January was a crazy month. This month or this time, we're going to switch it up again. We're not going to talk about your career or you know how you got to where you are like we have done in previous episodes. We're coming up on the end of the school year. So I would like to talk to you about your first school year. It's not a complete full calendar year yet, but talking about your first year as superintendent. So um, we're coming up on the end of the school year. Graduation is about a week away from recording this podcast and talk a little bit about what's been going on through your head and, you know, coming up on graduation. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a great accomplishment, uh, not only for me, but the team. We have a great team. We have a, a great unified uh, supporting board of education. And also, I think partnering with our community, partnering with our teachers, uh, with our students has gone a long way. It's been a very, very tough year for everyone involved in education. But we've gotten through this uh, year and we've done it together. And I think that's what's important to, to make note of. Um, without being together, it would have been a much more difficult year. So not only do we have graduation on the horizon, but we also have our budget going to the board for approval for next school year. So there's a lot of things, even though the school year is ending, there's still a lot of things on our plate to accomplish that we need to get accomplished before the end of the fiscal year. Absolutely. So let's go back to July 1st, 2021, uh, which was your first full day here in your office. We're recording in your office at ESC. How different do you feel now or looking back here on May, whatever day today is, looking back to July 1st, how different do you feel now compared to to when you started on your first day? Well, that feels like a lifetime ago. Right. <laughs> uh, it really does. Um, you know, just kind of thinking back to that first day and uh, all the relationships that I had to build um, in order to be uh, successful moving forward, you know, was a big question mark. How do I do it? How do I make those relationships work? Not only for me, but for the district. And so as I, I look back, I want to say it feels like a lifetime ago, but it also is, it felt like we hit the fast forward button to the day we're, we're at now. So it's been some uh, roller coaster days and weeks, but we've gotten through it and we're at the end of the, the academic year. So I want to say thanks to everyone that uh, did participate in getting us to this point. And again, that is parents, students, community members, volunteers, our staff, a lot lot of credit goes to the staff. Uh, they had a very, very difficult time this year with COVID, with COVID positive cases, with in-person instruction in full bloom, you know, it added a lot to their plate. So I want to make sure that we give them a lot of credit for those boots on the ground and providing that high quality instruction that our students deserved. One of the things that I've noticed through the last probably eight or nine months is that your desk has a lot more papers on it than it did back on July 1st. They, it does. Not, not a lot. Uh, but yeah, there is a few more pieces of paper on there, but uh, it really is right now around budget in the CBA because we're going through negotiations with the union as well. So it's a still a lot cleaner than Dr. Veronica C. Garcia had on her desk. You didn't know that there was a desk there. It was just <laughs> stacks of papers. Uh, and if Dr. Garcia, if you're listening, no, I love you, but your desk was a mess. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't say that. Yeah, that was me. Sorry. So what do you think has been 
one of the tougher parts of this, of being a superintendent that, you know, some people might not know about obviously going through a pandemic. Right. Like I think the easy answer is the pandemic and all the constant changes coming from PED and the state and the health orders. And, you know, there was so much variety going yeah. on there. Was, it's hard to keep up with everything. But other than that, what do you think has been one of probably the more underrated things that has been difficult for you that maybe not too many people talk about or would know about? You know, I think it, uh, and that's a good question. You know, as I'm starting to reflect back over the years, over this year, mm-hmm. I said years because it does feel like many right. years, yeah. um, but it's, it's making sure that we keep the morale up. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of work that goes behind that. It could be acknowledgement of somebody doing something special or just uh, doing their job. Could be those little gifts that we sent out, uh, as I mentioned last night at the retiree dinner, you know, we did sit in the boardroom a couple of times and pack over 2000 bags or mm-hmm. even a thousand bags at different times of the year to just show that, uh, we appreciate our staff. So those little tokens of appreciation go a long way. And, and I think that is not always recognized. And so building that morale, knowing that we appreciate them, that we support them does go a long way. And I think it was much needed this year because of how difficult this, this school year was. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of those things that, you know, as a superintendent, time is a big one. Like I'm sure you have more meetings than there is time in the day, but that's kind of one that's out there. But it's one of those things that is kind of the X factor Correct. of if, if your morale isn't up, then everything else kind of falls. It's one of those things. It's kind of the glue that keeps the ship together. Right. And if you don't have that glue, the, the ship kind of starts to fall apart. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've had some tough times this year, um, just like every other district has. But I think with a, with a great board, a great uh, district staff, great leadership at the sites, we were able to really show all of our staff that we do appreciate them. So it goes a long way. Um, I think it's something that should be recognized more often by superintendents, or maybe district staff about, uh, you know, really showing your appreciation in any way you can. And, and it's not always about giving raises, right? It's about, you know, those little gifts. If you remember, Cody, we, during Christmas, we gave every employee a little gift bag um, and every employee also received a free gift certificate for a pizza. Mm-hmm. So that alone, you know, we gave over 2000 gift bags and yep. certificates away and they had little gift cards and, you know, random drawings. So just being creative, I think goes a long way, especially now during the pandemic. And I, I will say kind of going off the raises, some of the, the surprise gifts, I, it's one of the moments that's really sticks with me. And I always say how great the people are that work across this district. The Chaparral principal, uh, Erica Martinez, my called me one night. It was like four fifty-five, five o'clock, right? As we're getting off of work, but I'm very much like you. I work 24 seven. If someone calls me at eight o'clock at night, I'm answering. But anyway, she calls me and she has a quick question for me about the website or, or social media or something along those lines. And it was maybe a five minute phone call. Wasn't anything too crazy or intense. I come into work the next day and I have a little bag of microwavable popcorn on my desk with a note from Erica saying that she appreciates me. And that meant so much to me when I came in that day and I saw that because to me, that five minute phone call was, was normal. Like I I take calls any time of the day, but for, for her to just 
send a little thank you and it didn't take much. It didn't take long, but it really made my day when I walk in and it, I kind of get emotional about it because it just shows that the heart that our staff has, it it really means a lot. Well, you know, I do want to acknowledge now that we're talking about you, because a a lot of times uh, people out there may not know, but I do want to acknowledge all the accomplishments that we have due to you and your position. The podcast, those listening to it, this is uh, brought to you by Cody Zanarski, transitioning our website. You know, our social media platform, the way we get information out through all the different platforms, such as Remind, when we look at the videos that you brought, uh, produce now for us online and that are posted on our YouTube channel, you know, that's another great accomplishment. So if you really start looking at all the, the accomplishments this school year, you know, I, I get too much credit for them because it really is the work of uh, the employees of the district. Uh, Just as I mentioned, you know, you should get a lot of credit for everything that they see out there, all the information that they receive. And Ruth Williams as well, you know, our chief of staff and sends out that weekly bulletin and she does an amazing job of collecting information. You guys work hand in hand to get information out to the public. So, you know, the COVID dashboard, another um, joint effort between you and and Ruth. So want to just make sure that we acknowledge uh, those that are really pushing the district forward and leading the way in uh, really getting information out and taking a different approach to how education uh, looks. Absolutely. And I, I appreciate the, the kind words. And I know, you know, Ruth works so hard on that bulletin and, and puts so much work into it. And we really just try to get out uh, as much information as that we can. There's so much that goes on this district and so much that happens behind the scenes or that doesn't get the attention that maybe winning a state championship does or things like that. But there's so many great things that happen in the district and it's really our job to make sure that people know about all the amazing things that happen here. So I, I, I want to shout out Ruth as well. Uh, she's kind of my partner in crime when it comes to this. We, we work so well together and uh, I couldn't do half the things that I do without her, her guidance or her her advice. She- uh, yeah. Her stability. Right. Yeah. Uh, same for me. You know, I lean on her daily. And so I think uh, she's a valuable part. You're a valuable part. The cabinet's valuable. Yeah. I think everybody knows that they are, are trusted they're hardworking and that they bring a lot to the table. And we really do uh, trust them and respect that, respect them for that. Absolutely. And Ruth, we know you're listening. We love you. So That's twice Cody said that Dr. Yes. Garcia and Ruth. So. Yes. Well, I, I look at both of them. I mean, both of them have been very influential to me and Ruth has kind of really helped guide me through through this stage of my career. I, I've kind of been alone in this kind of PIO role and never really had right. someone to look up to to kind of guide me and help direct me through this. And Ruth has really been there. Um, she's been through this before. She's she's so accomplished in her career and she's really helped guide me. And really for you, like you said, she's been a rock for me and, and I've been able to go to her for guidance or for advice. And, and she, she's been really important to kind of how I've became you know, who I am and and where I'm at right now. Um, So to transition away from me, because this isn't about me, this (laughs) is about you. We talked about what has been one of maybe the more difficult things or underlooked things. And that's kind of got like the negative connotation Mm -hmm. of like, what do you think has been one of the best things that people haven't talked about or other superintendents haven't told you about that? You're like, no one ever told me about this part, but this is the part that I love. This is the part that's really great that I love doing. You know, I think uh, over the past few years, especially during the pandemic, we did see a, a lot of superintendents leave the profession. And so walking into this seat this year, there was a lot of questions out there. You know, there was a lot of unanswered questions that I had about the position. But when you when you look at it, 
now, right? Fast forward to, to present day, just the joy of coming to work every day. It doesn't matter what time we end the previous night. You know, we're all in here at eight and we're all in here because we want to do what's best for our community, our schools, our staff and our students. And so you get that, that joy of feeling like you've accomplished something each and every day. And that's meaningful. Uh, knowing that you have a positive impact on students' outcomes, teachers staying within the district. You know, we don't have a lot of employees moving on this year, which is a great accomplishment, even though it was a very tough year. And so when you start looking and reflecting back, those are the type of things that, you know, I can kind of hang my hat on this mm-hmm. year to really be proud of, because I think it's a great accomplishment to get through this year and everybody's like, excited about next year. Absolutely. I think one of my favorite moments from this year, talking about the joy of coming to work and whatever. And I tell everyone that I I talk to that I've never had a bad day here. It doesn't matter how stressed I am uh, about a project that I'm working on or anything like that. I am happy to come to work every day as much as I'm not a morning person. So I dread getting out of bed, (laughs) but once I'm out of bed and on my way into work, I'm excited for the day. I'm excited for the people that I work with, that I get to work with. And so I, I think that's really great. But one of my favorite moments that we've had this year came recently. We had gone to Nina Otero. The students were putting together mm-hmm. a video um, for Nina Otero Warren's quarter release right. for the U.S. Mint. And they were working on a video and it was about it was almost like a TV show going back in time or not a TV show, a news broadcast. And they interviewed you and we walked into the classroom and all the kids were excited. They had like their little TV setup. Right. They had their two or three cams with their microphones and they had their little cue cards on the walls. Yeah. And it was just such a really, I don't want to use the word cute, but it was such a organic moment. Yeah. And it felt you, I could see the smile on your face. You were beaming ear to ear. All the kids were super mm-hmm. excited. Then afterwards we went and took a picture. Uh, it was just a really great moment. And right. when I walked into that classroom and saw the joy of the kids that you were there and they got to interview you right. and whatever, it just warmed my heart. And it's, it's moments like that is like, this is why I come to work every day. Yeah. This is why we do what we do is for moments like that, yeah. that, and that's what kind of keeps us going throughout yeah. the year for the students, you know, and, and it's nice when you move into district leadership positions, uh, sometimes you have that disconnect back with the students in the classroom. So, uh, as you know, Cody, um, whenever we get invited out to the classrooms mm-hmm. or schools, we definitely take advantage so we can participate And it. And I think they appreciate that, you know, that we're putting out effort to be in attendance or engage with them, even though our schedules may be a little chaotic. And we do want to say thank you for those invites. Mm -hmm. Uh, Please keep them coming, keep them coming. And we'll continue to try to uh, engage with our staff and students uh, even in next year, into next year. Absolutely. So you touched on it just a moment before and I know you, you are a very humble person. You do not like talking about your accomplishments or accomplishments and very much we did this, let's keep it on moving. What's the next goal and keep, keep moving forward. But if you had to look back upon the last eight months or so, what would you say are some of the biggest accomplishments or some of the things that you can really say in year one, this is what we accomplished? Well, I like the way you phrase it. It wasn't that I accomplished it. It's uh, we accomplished it. And, you know, I, I always talk about we are the team. You know, if something does go go awry, then I will take the, the responsibility for it. But other than that, I think it is it should always be we or, or the team. And uh, I think some of the accomplishments that we've really, uh, as we reflect back on, can uh, smile about. 
you know, is uh, childcare for our Santa Fe Absolutely. Public School employees. I think that was something that, you know, speaking with NEA President Grace Mayer, uh, something she had wanted for about 10 years. And so it's in place for next year. Seats are full. There's a waiting list. And I know you're on the waiting list. I am. It's something that will help us retain and hopefully recruit teachers or employees of the district as we move forward. If there's a possibility for expansion, then, you know, hopefully new staff and current staff take advantage of it. You know, I think that's one. I also think, you know, the opt-in opportunity scholarship with New Mexico Highlands for our juniors and seniors is another one to really speak about. Um, You know, there's, there's many, many summer programs, summer programming. Um, Thank you for reminding me, you know, summer programming. And and for those that don't know, please go to our website, sfps.info. And it is listed. We have free summer programming for Santa Fe public school employees. You know, that was a big accomplishment and that's something that we want to do moving forward. And there's like 20 something plus programs, um, right. everything from, I think there was a gardening one, there's a summer rock camp, a summer drum camp, some real engagements, the math adventure camp, which I'm super excited for this year. I know executive director of curriculum instruction, Peter McWayne gets giddy talking about or uh, thinking about math adventure camp. So I'm really excited to get there this year and hopefully put together a really great video because I know that the kids who have gone to math adventure camp it really helps them. And right. I think and I'm, I might be butchering the stat, but I think it's like 96% of students who were at math adventure camp were Successful. passing algebra one, yeah. their first and second quarter of uh, their freshman year. Right. So it, it, we have so many great options. I mean, you on your previous podcast, standards-based instruction. Yep. I mean, we're making the transition during the pandemic or, you know, what was the toughest year in, in education. So I think that I, I I also want to say having both Secretary, U.S. Secretary Cardona mm-hmm. and New Mexico Secretary of Education Steinhaus on campus at Santa Fe High. You know, I think there is a lot uh, that we can really take a look back at and say we did well. We did well. But again, uh, we should acknowledge everyone that took part of it. Um, it's not just me. It's it's a, a team and it was a joint effort. And I, will, I want to credit the board as well. You know, having a, a unified, supportive board helped me in my first year, to be honest. And I think with their support, we accomplished a lot. So I want to thank them as well. Absolutely. I think one of the other things too is the 7% raise, uh, average of 7% raise, I should say. I know you correct everyone when 7% raise comes up, but I think one of the parts that gets kind of lost in it is not everyone is getting 7% or it's only if budgets allow or however, right. I'm, I'm not too privy with the business services side. Shout out to uh, Chief Financial Officer Robert Martinez. I do not envy you or your job. That's too many numbers, too many spreadsheets, too many accounts, too much right. everything uh, at the board meeting the last board meeting when he went through the budget, uh, my brain was just spinning. I'm like, I take pictures, make videos and podcasts. I can't, I can't keep up with all of these big numbers. So talk a little bit about the 7% raise because I, I know it, it can get confusing for people and, and, and it, it's kind of a little gray area yeah. for a lot of districts. Well, I'll, I'll try to keep it simple because it can get very complicated. So of course we know the principals, assistant principals and teachers all have new state minimums. So that's great. And when you move teachers and administrators to those new minimums, a lot of times it's uh, 7% or greater. So that's why we talk about the average part. Uh, The new minimum hourly is going from 14, which was a district policy, to 15 now. Outside of that, 
all employees uh, throughout the district, except for myself, will be receiving a 7% raise. So when we look at it and we start to compare across the state, we are going to be able to provide something that maybe some other districts may not be able to do. So when you use that word average and it says average of 7%, to get an average of seven, you have to have threes, you have to have tens and you have to have 11s. It's simple math, right? Mm. Uh, For us, we can say average, but the reason why we say it is because we know there are going to be some that receive 20 to 30%. It all depends if they're moving teacher levels or if they become a principal versus a vice principal or an assistant principal. So what we can say is everyone is receiving a 7% raise. It could be higher. Which is awesome. Um, And that's something not all districts can say. Right. I agree. So we're coming up on your time limit. I know you don't like these podcasts going for very long. So I will wrap it up because I know you have other meetings going on after this. I I think we can add that we're still continuing with the podcast through the summer. We're continuing with the podcast through the summer. I will throw out a little teaser. If you do like Inside SFPS, we will be releasing a new podcast next school year. I won't give too many details, but I think it's going to be a really great podcast. It's going to be really fun and it's going to be a little different than this. It's not going to be me interviewing. So if you don't like me or like my voice, um, this podcast will be for you. Which, which, they've said at a board meeting. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, So the last thing we're going to end with, normally we end with the best piece of advice Uh a teacher has given you, but to keep it relevant with kind of what we're talking about, what would you say is the best piece of advice that you were given after you took the superintendent job? It's pretty simple. You're not going to please everyone. It's that simple. And uh, it's very true. Didn't matter what decision I made. It didn't matter uh, what we put out through um, our communication platforms. We were not going to please everyone. The difference between any position I've had uh, prior is that they will voice their opinion and uh, they will voice it and they'll let you know that they're not pleased. But at the end of the day, I can sleep well with the decisions because I know it's in the best interest of staff and students. And if we keep that in mind, then we can uh, reassure ourselves that the decision was correct. It was the correct path. And I can uh, lay my head down at, at night and sleep and get up the next day and come right back to work. 